you find value in the content we provide, consider the tip jar. All the details are in the show notes of every episode. Thanks in advance. This has been an ACB community call. Today's Unmute Community Call is hosted on 2024, January 23rd. Welcome back to another Unmute. I want to remind everyone here at the top, we're going to take all first hands first. And if we have enough time, then we can take second questions. Also, please be respectful and let everyone get their questions answered in the same respect you would want your questions answered. And always remember, there are no dumb questions. L questions are okay. With me, as always, we got Michael Joyce. How's it going, Michael? Pretty good, Marty. Uh, it's good to be here. I think I was out that last week, so it's good to be back. I think that was last week. Yeah, and, last week. Uh, I think you were doing something yeah. else. Yeah, I had something going on last week, so it's good to be here. And we've had several shows on the IA Cast network. We've had a new IA Cast uh, that was just me talking about the latest uh, from Samsung and about the Vision Pro and the Rabbit R1. So that is really neat. And we've uh, had, uh, I believe that's it from the IA cast side of things for the past week. I think the last uh, Spanish with Carla came out um, before um, the last episode. So We'll be posting in one of those really soon, so stay tuned for that. So all kinds of great content coming um, on IACast. So I'll hand it back to you, Marty. Thanks, Michael. And as always, we got Michael Babcock with us. How's it going, Michael? It's going well, Marty, and uh, just appreciate this. Didn't you have a question for me, though? I like do you have a question before. for you. Yes. So here is my question. There has been rumors going around in sort of the tech sphere, you know, that Amazon might be possibly charging for the use of a lady. So thoughts, would you continue to use it? Would you pay for it? Would you not pay for it and find another solution? What would you do? And I put this question out to everyone. It'd be interesting to hear everyone else's thoughts. But Michael, what about you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, Michael D. What about you? And, and and I'll answer it in a minute. So my thoughts are, it depends on if it's all or nothing or some, you know, use. So it, I use my Echo every night to listen to a book. And so if I have to pay to do that, then so be it. But I don't want, I have, you know, four or five of these speakers around my house. Now, if I can make my HomePods play audible, great. But if not, then I may be forced to do so. So it just depends. So and uh, my, my, this is the only thing I'll say on this. And my thing is, and I'll also put this out to everyone, but Everyone has these speakers and it's worked pretty good. So if they make it work terribly to make you think that you have to pay for it in order to get the actual good working experience, is that good, bad? I don't know, but I'm not sure. I think it's kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe a little shady, but I'm not making that call. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're curious on your thoughts or feel free to raise your hand about if they do start charging for access to your A-Lady devices or Lady A devices, would you pay for it? For me, I I probably would, I say I would not, but we all know that I would end up paying for it because um, they just seem to work. I have been using the HomePod a lot more, which means I've been using Siri and relying on that. Um, but if they start charging and I can get like actual real AI responses, I'd be okay with it depending on the amount. I also think that's a slippery slope though, especially if they start to take away services that people purchase the devices because they did. Um, I've told some people that could, I imagine, turn into a class action real fast, but we won't get into that. Sheila, uh, do we have any hands? You do. Triple G. Hey, Triple G. Hello. Um, I don't know that. I don't know. I wouldn't put it above Amazon to charge for the A-Lady. Um, 
would I see the thing is I already play games and I don't put, you know, a lot of money, if any, into them, but they ask for money, you know, and I'm like, this is just unfair. This is just ridiculous. Um, and so if the A lady started charging, I don't know. I have found other uses for my time anyway, um, other than using uh, the A lady. I may um, use it for like reading books. Um, and that would be, but that's something I'm already, you know, um, paying for technically anyway. I use Audible credits to read books. Anyway, that's my long convoluted answer. My short question is, um, I have very bad fine motor skills and have trouble with, uh, using the rotor, um, because my fine motor skills are horrible. Um, so when I ever hear someone say rotor actions, I cringe because I can't do that. So can I do that? I know there's a way that you can set up the rotor in your actual settings. So people with, you know, things. So can you talk a little bit about that and how I would yeah. find more? Yeah, out about that. So I agree with you. The way the rotor comes out of the box is a kind of a weird way to do it, where they want you to put two fingers on the screen and turn your phone or turn your hand, you know, clockwise or counterclockwise. And it seems kind of a weird way to do it. But fortunately, there is a way to change it. So, for example, what I chose to do when I use my rotor is I do two fingers swipe to the right, will turn the rotor and two fingers swipe to the left will turn the rotor. So if you go into your settings and you go to accessibility and you go to voiceover and you go to rotor and then in the rotor settings, you'll see that you can open that up and you can change the gestures to whatever you want in there. And they give you a ton of different things. So you'll see a single finger and the options, then you'll see a double and then a triple and it goes all the way down. And you just need to kind of figure out what's going to work the best for you and what would be the easiest for your fine motor skills. And then that's what you would choose to make your rotor uh, gestures easier for you to be able to activate the rotor. And I want to follow up on that because Marty uh, slightly misled. So it's under settings, accessibility, voiceover, and then you go to commands and then touch gestures. And that's where you can pick which touch gesture you want to assign to next or previous rotor item. I don't want you to get lost under the, the rotor item section. Oh, my bad. They must have changed. It used that. to be under the rotor. Sorry about that. Okay. So it's voiceover settings. Uh, voiceover settings and then commands and then touch gestures touch gestures okay thank you yeah no problem abraham hey abraham. hello hi um i'm good in you good thank you so um hey lady i just got a couple and i'll be uh, um very unimpressive they start charging for it um anyway uh they'd have to maybe offer uh more advanced features in order to for me to actually consider paying for it. Um, the one thing this leads into my question actually. The one thing I want to do is um, read a PDF document that I have via the A lady. Is that possible? Because I can't find a skill that will do it for me. I'm not sure how you would get the document on there to be able to have it read it to you. So I was thinking of adding it to my Kindle library, which I did, but it doesn't find it through there. Um, I was thinking maybe if there's an app service that would offer a similar feature to the Kindle Assistive Reader, um, but so, just with non... So I'm looking, if I understood correctly, because I'll be fully transparent, you... Uh, you're looking, I received a phone call and so I had to take care of that real okay. quick. But you're looking to read a document with your A lady. Is that what I heard? Yes. Okay. So immediately I don't have a answer for you, but if you do a search 
For Level Up Your Alexa in-home TTS system, a YouTube video will pop up, and it looks like that might have some solutions for you to explore. Okay. Okay, thanks. No worries. Judy. Hey, Judy. Hi, guys. Um, To answer the question, a lot of us get frustrated with the Lady A, but I feel that I would pay, uh, you know, for her because I, I use it all the time, so I think it would be a loss for me if they took it away unless I paid. So, I mean, maybe they'd just hold her hostage or ask for a ransom or whatever, but I would definitely <laughs> pay for it. So, um, so I have a weirdness going on without I'm running outlook 2016 and jaws 2024. I go to the junk folder often because, um, a lot of times, um, ACB messages will show up there and I'll either check it on the computer or on my phone and, and my mail is synced. So I get the same thing on both. For the last several days, when I go to the junk folder in Outlook, it's been showing in brackets or parentheses two me- two messages, but they're not showing up in the list. And they don't show up on my phone. So I'm fairly confident that there is nothing there. And this has happened before. And eventually that number goes away. Um, I thought I would um, go on to um, Xfinity Mail, which I hadn't done in years And when I went on, they wanted me to change my password, which I did not want to do because the last time I did it, it messed up all kinds of stuff. So I I don't want to do that. I thought I would go on to see if there was anything there. So I can't find anything where it would show me what it thinks it has, which I don't think is anything. So can you think of anything else for me to look at to, you know, to find out? This may just be a Comcast weirdness, which would not surprise me. This Kind of does sound like a Comcast weirdness. I am not as familiar with Outlook. Um, I I recently learned that apparently in Outlook's folder list, uh, there can be some um, folders collapsed. And I think I knew that, but I hadn't remembered it. And I wonder if you arrowed through your folders, if you had an, maybe another junk folder that might be under a collapsed menu. And that's where those two messages are coming from. Yeah, that's the no, only other suggestion not, I would have. Yeah, no, yeah. I, yes. <laughs> there's nothing else there. It's all the folders gotcha. that I, that I use. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing else there. So, you know, it's just a, it's just weird that Comcast thinks that there's something there when it's, it's not showing up. So, and like I said, I mean, I'm not that concerned about it because it would show up on my phone, um, you know, if, if there was something. So um, I just thought, you know, I was wondering if you guys had any thoughts, but uh, you know, it's, it's fine. It'll go away eventually. It did before. So I'm, I'm thinking one of these days it won't be there anymore. You know, as far as the number of unread messages. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have an answer, but maybe someone else has a suggestion as well. So appreciate anyone else for raising their hands. And thanks, Judy. All right. Thanks. Beth. Hey, Beth. Hey, Beth. Oh, hey, I was going to ask about Microsoft Word on my computer. I have Office 2007, but it kind of gets unpredictable sometimes about working. And, and I'm wondering um, if is is the next um next one up is that Microsoft 360 and um like what's the expense cuz i thought i heard it was $150 a year i think it's $100 a year uh for like a single license just for you um no, that is that not right for, michael so there's the individual license which is i believe 70 a year there's the family which is around 100 a year i believe and then past past that, you'd have to get the Office 365 um, business plans. So it's the the two consumer plans are for around seventy, and I believe around a hundred. And I okay. I do think you can get the installed version on your computer that does not update, and you do not get any hard drive space, no OneDrive or anything like that. I'm not sure is that, Michael, do you know is that only education or how would you, is it still there possible is, to get that somewhere? There is a student education version, which is a different price, but uh, you, they may have the three-year versions like Office, they had like Office 2019, Office 2020, whatever. Uh, I would recommend going with the Office 365 versions because those will get the new features. Um, okay. The, the every three year versions are more expensive and you 
uh, you have to wait for the next version to come out to get really a lot of the new features. So the 365 is the is the route um, where you can get everything new. And and why that's important is that mm. you make sure you get all of the new features for accessibility with with that. So so I would get it like downloaded, or I would have to buy the um, disc and. It was, it's a download. And, and oh. even in Best Buy, the, they sell little cards that are, have the license key. So they don't really do the discs anymore that I'm, I'm aware of. Right. So, it's just part of your uh, payment so, every month or year. You'll automatically get all the features that they have, new features that come out. You won't have to purchase anything extra. Okay. So I could, could go to Best Buy and get like the license thing. Or the you could, card. Or you could go to the Microsoft website, Microsoft, I think office.com might still have that. Oh, okay. But I think it's called oh. Microsoft 365. And if you Google that, you'll get the, you'll get information. Okay. And kid, if I need help, like the Microsoft help desk. Yes, they should be able to help with that as well. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Thank you. How are you? Um, I first of all, on the I came in a minute or two late, so I'm not really sure what was going on with the uh, Lady A uh, charge thing. I didn't hear anything about that. I, oh. I don't know. I have a Amazon speaker at my house that I use the, for like. I, the question of the day was: There has been rumors in the tech sphere going around that there's a chance that Amazon may start charging for the use of the A lady, and so the question is: Would you pay for it? Would you find another solution? What are your thoughts on it? That's kind of what that was. What the question was. Oh, okay. So yeah, everyone's been I, chiming in to, with to their thoughts. answer to answer that question. First off, I I haven't I I would say I'm probably watching the space to see what happens, but um, I probably would look for another salute. I mean, cause I have a, I have two speakers. I have a Amazon speaker and I have a Apple home pod as well. The only drawback is that the a lady speaker that I have, I have hooked up to um, like my thermostat and then I have my, um, Sirius XM subscription connected to it. So um, it just depends. I'd have to watch. Um, my question, actually, however, has to do with um, a very strange, bizarre problem. Um, two bizarre problems. One, on uh, my iPhone 15, on I'm using the Outlook, uh, Outlook for iOS, but... Mm -hmm. What's really bizarre is I can't like today. I I went in to find the uh, email for the with the schedule on it, and I'm only seeing messages from the last you know from like the last couple of hours. I'm not seeing anything from that I know was there because I just pulled it up on my Apple Mail, but it, what's right. in Apple Mail is not showing up in Outlook, and I cannot so... get it to sync properly. Well, so Outlook has this weird thing at the top. It's kind of like in the top right corner. It's called Focused Inbox. And it decides whether it should put stuff directly in the main inbox or put stuff into the Focused Inbox. So what you would do, are you using VoiceOver? Yes. So you go up to the top left corner and you'd find the button that says focused inbox and you do a single finger double tap on that and it will switch it over to the focused inbox and you could see there'll be different mail there that's then that's actually in the main inbox so i would check there first and basically you double click on the focused inbox to take you to there you look there and see if what you're looking for is there. And when you're done, you go back to that button on the top left corner and do a single finger double tap on that focused inbox and it will take you back to your regular inbox. So I would try that first and see if the things that you're missing in your regular inbox are there. The other thing I would try and do is on the top left corner, there is a button you hit that takes you to other boxes. It could be a junk or there's other ones there. You could look through those and see if your mail is being pushed to any of those other folders. Um, okay. The other question has to do with 
on Windows 11 and using Outlook, um, I have two machines, one of which happens to be a virtual machine on a Mac. That's a whole nother. Anyway, the problem is, and I've had this resolved once before with Microsoft accessibility somehow solved it. I'm not sure how, but Outlook and Gmail are not playing well together. And when I say that, I mean, when I set up one of my Gmail account, it keeps prompting me to sign in, which I go and do. I, I go through that process, but then it says that this browser is not supported. And I've been through this once before. They, it's been, I thought it was fixed. It worked for a while. Now all of a sudden it's still doing it. Um, on my other machine, my desktop machine, it's not doing, it's, I'm not having problems with that. So this just came up on a mailing list, and I don't have an immediate answer for you. It is possible that someone else is uh, has a solution. What I would do in your case, um, if I didn't have time to research it or I didn't want to, is it might be worth trying to sign in with a uh, one-time use app password if someone else doesn't have a suggestion, but I, I do recall reading this on a mailing list recently and I'll see if I can find what someone suggested because what's happening is Outlook is using Internet Explorer to try to sign in and Gmail won't let you do that because that's not supported anymore is the way I understood it. Um, so if someone has a suggestion, please raise your hand. I will certainly give that a look. Thank you. Thank no you worries. very much. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Yep. Good luck. Howdy. Hey, Patty. Hello. I don't even know where to begin now. Um, I'll start with Matt's thing. Um, I, if you can reach out through the community at acb.org, I can give you some info on how to get that problem fixed. I had that problem and I got some good assistance and I don't know how to do it myself, but I can help you get that done. It was a very uh, tedious process, but it got fixed. Um, now, let's see. I don't know what the if there was some kind of question, but um, let me just go to my issues. So I am having issues. I uh, oh, one more thing. The price on the personal uh, Microsoft three sixty five is sixty nine ninety nine per year with applicable tax for your state. And you just go to Microsoft.com if you don't have an account, log in, create an account. It's a download and it is very easy to do. It basically does itself. Um so it's real I could do it. So that tells you how easy that was. <laughs> All right. Well thanks Patty for that info. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, now to my issues, and I do have issues. Um, in Microsoft 365, and I am using the latest versions of NVDA, and my Microsoft has been updated, and my Windows 11 has been updated. Um, so I don't know what to do here, but the um, spell check keeps hanging, and it when I'm in a document and working on it, it doesn't save. Like I spell check the whole thing, I get it fixed, I save it, I double save it. And then when I open it back up, it isn't there. It isn't, the changes I made did not save. And my tech guy and I have repaired and updated until I can't stand it. And then my NVDA keeps crashing in Microsoft uh, Word and Outlook. So there you are. Well, question and a suggestion. Question, okay. how do you open the document after you save it? So like after I save it and I close it and go do something uh -huh. else, I just go back and find the document and open it. Okay, so you go to your documents uh -huh. through File Explorer and open it. Uh -huh. uh, try something for me next time. Open Microsoft Word first and then tab four times to recent documents and open it from there and see if the saved changes show up ah, there. Okay. Because um, if that if that's the case, then what's happening is I think you're opening it from your local documents and Word by default is set to save a uh, the most recent version in your OneDrive. So uh, that's how I would try that. See if that solves. So, okay. Really so sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. But when I say so, my documents are in my OneDrive folders. Mm -hmm. So they, okay. So I still don't. So I still need to do that. I, that's where I would try okay. to see right. if that recent, because that would tell you, okay, the, the location that I'm going to open this document isn't where it's actually saving the most recent okay. one if you open it from recent documents and it's 
it's the saved oh, well, ones. Well, I wondered what that was. It says most recent. Okay, I'll try that. No, and then the that. last <laughs> uh, suggestion for hanging, I would almost reach out to Disability Answer Desk um, because it, it sounds to me like maybe there's a pain that's showing in Microsoft Word that for some reason in NVDA isn't getting focused to. Go ahead. But uh, I was just going to say, so I would ha I would see if they would be able to remote into your computer and see if something's showing on the screen there. I've already had that checked. Okay. We don't know what it is. I have Casey Matthews as my tech guy, and he has done everything. We've done everything but take a hammer to it, and it's really frustrating. So other people are having, I've heard other writers having the same deal. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on. I'm. I have a window right here. I could just throw the computer out. All right. You, you, thank you, you could switch much. to Google Docs. Well, there is that. <laughs> well, thanks for your question. Sorry Hi. I can help with the other one, but try the recent documents. Hopefully that'll help. All right. Thank you. All right. Mitch. Hey, Mitch. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Good, good. Okay. Here's my question. This is Outlook, but it's the one that you can get with Windows 11, not the one you pay for. What I'm wondering about that one is you try to navigate contacts in that thing, you can't do it. And according to Freedom Scientific, you can't use any of those store apps with a screen reader, but I'm able to read email and other stuff with that Outlook app for 11. Any ideas, guys? That's so, that free Outlook Express kind of thing that they have on there, right? The free version now, which is something they just reintroduced in the past year, I want to say, or maybe two. Is that right? Yep, that's not right. I've heard a lot of people have a problems with that with screen readers, but Michael, you were going to chime in with something. Uh, I was going to ask, because I, I think that's interesting. So uh, Mitch, if you, I heard you correctly, you said Freedom Scientific said that the apps from the store aren't accessible with JAWS. Is that what you that's said? What, that's what the tech guy said that I talked to. And that was that. He's like, they're not accessible. I'm like, I was thinking, what? Interesting. So two two things that I would try. I don't have an immediate answer for you because I that's not a tool that I use on a regular basis. So what I would try first is disabling JAWS. And have you tried to navigate the Outlook tool with Narrator? And are you able to access your contacts then? I tried all three screen readers and it does the okay. same thing with all three tools. Yeah, then, then it may be an accessibility challenge. As I said, I don't use that tool. The, the last thing that I would say is to reach out to Microsoft, but I presume you've tried that as well. So I don't have an immediate answer for you. And but if like someone else does, go ahead and raise your hand. Because, you know, it's easy to use. And if you can't afford the 365 suite, you got something to work with. I, I'm hoping they fix the kinks. Yeah. So, so if someone else has a suggestion and navigate their contacts using the free Outlook version, raise your hand because it sounds like Mitch would definitely appreciate any input. Thanks, Mitch. Monica. Hello, hey, everyone. Monica. Hi. Hello. Hey, Monica. Hi. So my question is, somehow the other day I saw that I had three versions of Zoom on my computer, but I don't know how I, how I saw that. I think I was trying to look at... Um, why Zoom kept opening in Microsoft Edge, even though I have Google Chrome as a default. So I don't, I guess I'm trying to figure out how I could see what I have and how I could change the default browser. Does any of that make any sense to you? Kind of. Are you on Windows? I am on Windows 10. Okay. Windows 10. Okay. So um, I can tell you how to do it on 11. If you go to, so where I would start, first of all, is go to your add or remove programs, <clears throat> excuse me, and see where in that list, how many versions of Zoom do you have? Because really you should only have one. Um, and if you have more than one, I would remove all of them and then go to zoom.us and follow the directions to download Zoom at that point. Um, and reinstall just a fresh copy of it. And then if you, I think it's called default apps in Windows 10 too. Um, so if you go to the search field and type in default, that should be where you go to set your web browsing defaults. Okay. I mean, I set it in default, default set. Default apps? Yeah. Okay. Default, I think it's, I think I type in default and then it just comes up and I tab and it says use blah, blah, blah for browsing and I hit Google Chrome. But mm -hmm. Zoom always like it just no matter what I do, it always opens an edge. 
let me look that up. And if anyone else has a suggestion, maybe they can uh, share that because that's interesting. It sounds like you've done what I would try at first. Okay. Thanks. Yep. DJ. Hey, DJ. Hey, guys. Hey, hey DJ. guys. All right. How you doing? Good, good. Thank you. All right. Uh, Pluggable is working good right now. So that's a good thing. Um, my question is with the iPhone. You know how when you're texting a message on the iPhone keypad and like if you're typing in a word, like say if you're typing in the word mother, M-O-T, and then the rest of the word comes up, H-E-R, and you can just select that. And Auto prediction that. is what it's called, I think. Yeah. How do you get that on your phone? You want to turn it on or off? Yeah, I want to turn it on. Yeah. Because I saw uh, that on my girl's phone and I'm like, wow, I like this. I could, I could actually work with something like this here on here when I'm, you know, yeah. when I'm, you know, on the phone keypad. Yeah. I believe you go into, I think it's settings and then you go into general and then keyboard and then turn on auto predict, I think is where it is. But it's, oh, it's super califragilistically cool. And then it will be on all, in all the places. So anytime your keyboard comes up, whether it's on a web browser or uh, email. Settings, or, or you go to I'm, settings. And then, I'm, I'm uh, pretty general. sure it's under settings, it general, keyboard, and then in there, it's auto-correct. Or auto-prediction, I'm sorry. Auto-prediction. Okay, solid. And now that works also with email too and, and, and whatever. Anytime your keyboard comes up, if you have that mm -hmm. turned on, it will do the auto-prediction if you turn it on. Okay. Now, what about when I'm on the pluggable? And if I do use that, can I still use it? Does it work then or just or is that separate from that? From the um, Bluetooth keyboard? Not sure about mm -hmm. that. Michael? Oh, okay. I'm going to turn it on and experiment with it. But anyway, thanks a bunch for your help. Hey, Shields. Yep. No problem. All right. Thanks a bunch. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. All right. I think this is Lisa G. So 201 ending in 406. Yes, it is. You're excellent. <laughs> um, uh, thank you, Monica, for your question because it reminded me. Um, I have a, uh, I got a Mac, a new Mac computer. Uh, I mean, um, iMac, two years ago, but I really didn't use it because of other stuff. And um, I went to go on Zoom, and I've gotten on Zoom calls listening, but I couldn't raise my hand, and I couldn't understand why I had no way of of, of raising my hand. It's option, any, uh, it's option Y. It's option Y. Is there isn't is there something that's on the screen also, like on my phone? Because I like swipe over my phone and I get to it and I go, you know. Well, I'm on my phone. I'm used to pressing the button though, so it's just option Y. Um, but it said I, it was recording and there was no way I could hit the. There's no recording. I mean, I misspoke. I can't figure out how to hit that it's, I accept that it's recording, the got it button. There was no got it button, but it wasn't through ACB. It was a GDB thing on um, a guy that's for the blind call. Do some people who are recording don't have you hit the got it button? Well, on a Mac, if there is going to be that got it button, usually it's right in the center of the screen and it's almost always right there and you're already landed on yeah. it when it pops up. So if you're using yeah. voiceover, you could just do VO space on it and it'll automatically hit it and you'll be good to go. Is it possible that there could be no got a button from another, not from ACB, but another, you know, um, the, the guy goes for the blind. Could they use something it, where anytime someone, you know, it says it's any, anytime you're in zoom and someone's going to record, it will show up and give you a notification to hit the button. Because that's Marty, kind of, yeah. This is Desi Nolan. I'm using a Mac and I can tell you, um, Brad told me this actually, that um, when you go into a Zoom meeting and it says um, you need you need to um, use command accent to go between windows and get to the meeting, get to the window where it says this meeting is being recorded and then VO right arrow over, I think it's twice and there's an OK button. So it's changed from how it used to be. And I think it depends on the version also, because I'm also on a Mac. And when that window pops up, my voiceover cursor is automatically on there. And I just do VO space and it hits it. And 
I move okay, on. Okay, so you must not be at the latest version of Zoom because um, that's what mine was doing too. And Brad said, you haven't updated. And I went and checked, even though I had automatic updates turned on. And yes, indeed, I had not updated. So anyway. I that's... do not update my Zoom, especially this time I heard that there was a lot of problems. So I just have not okay. updated uh -oh. yet. So I'm still on the old way. Okay, so anyway, that's that's what I have to tell. Thanks. Thank you. Can you yeah. repeat that? Can you repeat that? It was VO and then uh, no, right space port. It's command brave accent, which is the key directly to the left of number one. You press that cool. until you hear the recording window, because at that point you're switching between windows inside of the Zoom application. When you hear yeah. the recording notification, use VO right arrow twice. Um, and then you'll hear OK and press VO space. That's okay. on the new Thank way. You. The update, if you have an updated version. Yep. And option Y does raise your hand. And if you want to lower it, option Y again will lower it. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you so yep. much. Appreciate yep. it. Yeah, no problem. All right. Pam, and Coffey, thanks, Desi. You had, you had your hand raised. Did you? Yes. Okay. Uh, and yes, you you were correct on how to turn predictive text and also the spell check is in there and all that you go into uh uh set it you go to settings uh general keyboard and uh you'll find it all of that stuff there even text replacement which i love oh my goodness uh <laughs> as for the question of the day <laughs> i'll make this very simple i do not have a lady a I've never felt the need for a Lady A because I do it all on my iPhone and on my Mac. And if I did have a Lady A and they started wanting me to pay extra for something that I had just shelled out the money to purchase, I think I would be finding another solution. I would just go back. I'd sell that Lady A. Uh, for someone who does want to spend a lot of extra cash, and I would just go back to doing it on my iPhone that I already have and I already use, and my Mac, which I already have and already use. Okay, Perfect. Pam, I have a question for you. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second right. and say, go let's ahead. say they do do that. Usually when something like that happens and they get away with it, then mm -hmm. everyone else jumps on the bandwagon. So what happens when Apple starts charging to use Siri? Well, if Apple, well, I very rarely use Siri. Uh, so, I mean, I probably would, I mean, be, because I would have to pay for it, but, 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 uh, because, because I don't have a Lady A, if, if someone told me that if I purchased a Lady A, I would then have to pay extra just to use it, I wouldn't even buy one. I would just go with what I already have. All right. There you go. And, and Thanks, of course, you know, Apple Music, I already, I, I subscribed to that. And before we had the paid Apple Music and it was just called, oh, it was called iTunes Radio. You know, uh, I would listen to internet radio. And if I needed to purchase an album, I'd purchase it on iTunes back in the, back in the old days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, Pam. Well, thanks a lot. We're kind of a little bit Thank on a time you. crunch today, so we're going to keep Thank it rolling. You. Thank you. Scott. Hey, Scott. All right. Thanks. Well, you talked about predictive texting, how to change, you know, the iPhone. Well, what about, what about, a, what about in Windows where everybody, I seem like I'm noticing there seems to be a lot of it happening, like, especially in Edge and like, I'll start to type something in. It'll say suggested something or other, or it, I, I'm hearing oh, yeah. what sounds like, I'm hearing what sounds like predictive texting. So. So if I'm understanding this, Scott, and I think I've realized this recently too, in yeah. uh, Edge on Windows, when yeah. you start typing in the address bar, you hear things like search suggestion, and then it, yeah, it stuff like does yeah. kind of relate to what you're doing. You're um, going to turn that off. There is, and what I recommend doing is if you go back, if you go to unmute.show in, in the search field, uh, type in the search field Jeff Bishop or Windows settings. Jeff and Marty and I, I think it's published over there, um, sat down and talked about settings that we change on our computers. Um, and once you 
go through that. There's a lot of different um, settings that you can go into Microsoft Edge and disable that'll make your browsing experience a lot faster and a lot more smoother. And one of those I believe you recommended in there is to disable address bar suggestions. Oh, okay. But would that all be under like options or tools and the like? Yep. What's if if you go up to the file menu and down to set and then you go down to settings, files. you can press enter there and that'll take you into the edge it settings. Also. And the very first thing is search and you might be able to just type in predictive into the search and that'll oh, okay. take you to settings related to that. Oh, all right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, thanks a lot. lot. Yep. Good luck. All right. All right, Desi. Hey, Desi. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Um, let's see. So uh, two really quick things about the Lady A. I am really conflicted about this because I have had my Echo Dot for a couple of years and more now, and I do use it for a lot of things. Um but if they started making it not work as well so that I would need to um, pay to start using those features, I'm afraid I would not pay because I would be very angry that, um, you know, I've had access to all these features and now all of a sudden I have to pay for them. Um, so I would probably try to find some other solution. Yeah. And and then um, my quick question i hope is um i am using a mac and um i uh, found out recently that there are uh in accessible or yeah i think in the accessibility settings or just below them there um are some settings for turning off various um various things that i might want to turn off so i found that i found them but i couldn't figure out how to activate them um i don't know if i was just in the wrong place or vo space for whatever reason wasn't working i tried hitting enter um but all the things showed that i was interested in so i just wondered if anybody had any thoughts about that let me ask you when you say all the things can you give me an example of one of the things of course, you would ask me that, right? And <laughs> I should know that since uh, I'm asking the question. Well, well there are don't. things like, okay, there are a lot of little alerts. It was alerts. That's what it was. There are a bunch of alerts listed in there that you can turn on or off. And um, some of the ones that are currently on by, I guess, default are driving me a little bit crazy. And so I went in. Um, and I think it was just below accessibility settings. Mm -hmm. um, and I found them, but I couldn't figure out what to do with them. So when I run into that, and Mac OS is, is, is an amazing tool, but it's also very frustrating because there's so many ways to do things and sometimes things work. Anyways, uh, yeah. if, if you, pressing VO space does not toggle the status of something, try the actions uh, keystroke, which is VO command. VO, yep, yep. Thanks. Yep. Should, and that, that might, because that's what you have to do with notifications. So that's what I would try there. Yeah, okay. And the thing to look out for also, which I think sometimes people miss, is you could be in there and you see all the things, but you may just be on the actual text part. Then you got to actually kind of bump over one space to get the actual lever, and then you can actually either turn it on or off. So it kind right, of goes right. the name of the thing and then the lever on and off. And then it goes to the next line and says the text for the next thing. And then you got to go over one to hit the lever to turn it on or off. So if you may hear the text, but you may not be on the on and off button, lever, right. switch, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. That was most helpful. Yep, no problem. Good luck. Thanks, Stacy. Hey, Stacy. Okay, um, I will. I will do, uh, say that um, I heard a lot of people uh, that are totally blind from one dealer I consulted um, are not using the uh, iPhone so much, uh, and they're using Windows. But what I've noticed is uh, I got my Lady A. I call. I call it the ball by the way, mm -hmm. uh, before I heard about everybody else using the term Lady A. Um, and um, I noticed that I can I can use my iPhone, at least uh, my iPhone SE, uh, but I, I mean, I'm sure it was would be other iPhones too, a lot easier with, with the, 
the lady A because I am totally blind and I, I don't like to swipe. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to swipe. I gotcha. found it hard to swipe. Yeah. Um, much easier being totally blind uh, than, uh, you know, a lot of partials. Um, I just couldn't get the hang of it, even after I was trying to, uh, even after I took lessons. Gotcha. Yeah. And so controlling things with your voice is just a little bit easier, it sounds like. Yeah. And and I like I would I would use it even if probably even if I had to pay a little bit. Uh, uh, well, I'm even paying for Amazon Music. I don't mm -hmm. mind that. Yeah. And uh, and I've had to I've had to have uh, uh, well I paid for uh, like I've had to have uh, uh, my sister pay for my uh, uh, Pandora and things like that. So I mean I think it it's uh, it's a necessity practically for me to have one of those things. Well, very good. Thanks and I for use that. things like Gospel Voice on there, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, to access uh, some of my Bible stuff. So and and, and other things. Perfect, so Stacey. I well, wouldn't be without one. That. Yeah, thanks a lot. And and so and we got you down as the the uh, on the list of people that wouldn't have a problem with paying for it. And uh, and I I'm a little worried about what happens if I uh, have to upgrade. Uh, upgrade uh, on uh, on uh, superior i'm wondering what happens uh what kind of uh thing i'd have to get later on to comply with it uh i don't know what i would do cuz cuz right now i've got a i've got a, a and um uh, uh i don't want to upgrade an iphone i'd rather upgrade to something else that that didn't have to update so regularly maybe i don't know what i'm going to do about that any suggestions on that because i don't i, I don't easily up uh, update so, iphones so, so stacy my recommendation and then we are going to get on to these other two hands too because we i see we have a couple more but i would check out the blind shell classic too if you haven't yet because that's what uh, i've uh, worked with a lot of people switching from the iphone to the blind shell because they're more comfortable with that tactile uh buttons Right, and I have one, but I'm wondering about what happens if when I have to get uh, the uh, next edition of the of the uh, uh, the uh, uh, Lady A, like the uh, uh, fifth fifth generation. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, draw. Um Drop us an email and we can talk more about that. But right now, I don't have an immediate answer because I haven't upgraded my devices with that. I'll have to go through that process on the blind shell. Yeah, they say it doesn't matter, but uh, but you lose your translation uh, languages and stuff gotcha. like that. All right. Well, thank you, Stacy, and uh, we're going to go ahead and take this next hand here because we've got about six minutes. Okay. Um, who do we got next, Sheila? Deborah. Hey, Deborah. Yeah, I got in. Um, yes. Um, the question about um charging the um a fee for the lady A. I think they should make an exception for us blind people because we rely on it on everything. I'm already paying for Amazon Prime. Um, I didn't do the music because I'm like that. I don't use it that often. You know, living in this senior community, but um, and then you got if you have multiple ones, then is, is there going to be a fee for each of those too? That's a great question. I don't know. It's it's a rumor, so we don't know. Uh, but it is something to be considerate of. of is is it going to charge you on each of your devices? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for that comment. I'm glad we were able to get your uh, your comments in. Yeah, and yeah, and bringing up that you know making exceptions for blind people are added on to the Amazon Prime. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you All very right. much. Thank you. We are running out of time, so we got to try right. and get through a couple more. Marie. Hey, Marie. Hey, Marie. Okay, sorry. Last time I had my hand up and I got a phone call. I couldn't stop. So, <laughs> so anyway, I went first about with Amazon. I don't think it's correct. If you buy the devices, you should get the assistant for free. Now, I could understand if they wanted to charge some kind of amount for their apps on the other devices, like on your iPhone or Android or whatever. That to me would be more fair, but not on the devices that you've already purchased. I, don't, I just don't believe in that. The other thing I was going to go way back to Beth and her problem with uh, with Microsoft Office. I think 
365 is one of the best bargains around if you can possibly afford it. And just want to say, if she has family members that might also be interested, that's even better bargain because you basically can get six people on there for another $30 a year and share the cost. Good point. That's awesome. Thanks, Marie. You bet. You guys are great. (laughs) Thank you. All right. We've got about three minutes or so. Okay. Uh, Let me see. Um, All right. So these are repeat. Lisa. I would not want to pay for Amazon. Uh, I just feel like everything is becoming so a la carte. And I agree with the last caller that if you have the device, if they're going to charge you, you're already paying for the device and you have to pay extra. If you had an extra app or something, I could understand that. But I would definitely not want to pay for it. I feel like we're getting to the point that I'm going to have to have pay to have to burp these days. It's just you have to pay for everything. So that's my two cents. Thank you. Thank you. Ibrahim. Hey, Ibrahim. I just quickly, um, so with Monica, um, it could also possibly be that there's multiple shortcuts on your desktop that's named Zoom. Um, because Zoom shouldn't open in your browser at all. It should open the app. So since it's opening the browser, maybe an issue with multiple shortcuts um, pointing at the wrong uh, location. So what you can do is, on that Zoom uh, icon, Alt-Enter, go to the shortcut properties um, and just check where that shortcut is, um, you know, the what program is targeted. If it's not zoom.exe, uh, delete that shortcut um, and do that the same for the other two. Um, and hopefully one of them is the correct one that opens app. Thank you, Ibrahim. Appreciate that. That's a great tip to check the properties of the shortcut because that could be it as well. Yeah. Hey Beth. Oh, yeah. I I um was wondering now when I listen to my um Amazon music um the I just listen to the music I've downloaded um I only listen to it only plays a few songs it doesn't you know I go to um Amazon music and then go to purchased or whatever and then go to songs but it doesn't play all the songs I have on there all the songs I've downloaded. And I use it on my phone. I I tried to use it on my computer and it wouldn't wouldn't work. So I don't understand why it's doing doing what it's doing. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure either. It sounds like maybe something isn't signed into the proper account or something. Um, I, that would be something to experiment with because it should be playing the music for you if you're subscribed to Amazon Music. Yeah, I'm not s- subscribed. I just use use the music I I downloaded. Oh, gotcha. So so the music yeah. that you have. Yeah, yeah. That might be worth reaching out to Amazon to get some feedback from them. Unfortunately, in the time we have left, I don't have a uh, the troubleshooting steps to try with you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Beth. Yeah, because because they say called disability number, so I can just do that. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. No problem. Thanks, Beth. And I think All right. we are good to up. go. All right. We are out of time. So thank you everyone so much for being here. We'll be back same time next week. And as always, Sheila and Bell, thank you so much for helping us out every week. We really appreciate it. And everyone have a great week. If you want to reach out to us, you can. You can email us at feedback at unmute.show with any questions, comments, concerns. You can also check out our website and find out a bunch more information there, which is unmute.show. Everybody have a great week and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.